0: On the tip of, like, Coney's spiritual, like, beliefs and, like, uh, the, his interaction with spirit beings, they're actually, I found a, uh, I guess, a document uh, that the uh, New York Times, uh, you know, got oh, a hold yeah. of. It looks like, you know, it's, like, really beaten up. Well, it has, like, coffee stains all over it. Like, yeah. uh, and, you know, this well, is also from, <laughs> yeah, this is, this also has, like, a sus source but I, you know, I, I apparently it was Lieutenant the,
1: Colonel Richard W. Sko, an American defense attache. Yes. He did, yeah. I guess, in 2005. Based on a series of
0: intensive this. interviews conducted in late 2005. But I think that it probably is reliable up to a point because... There's like a, you know, strategic investment in this being reliable, unless it's like disinfo. But I don't know. Uh, he I did a lot
1: of interviews for it. And yeah, yeah I, 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 I there's definitely let, some let's read some. Of it.
0: Yeah, because a lot of this is good. You know, they talk about like I mean, all of it really is interesting. You know, he talks about the, the yard, which is uh, the extremely important religious location, uh, a sacred place referred to as a tent of the Lord presence and God takes immediate action there. It is the place where God emphasizes his power. It is demarcated usually by ash on the ground or by rocks, and sometimes more permanent yards are made by cutting branches from trees, planting them, and then the branches grow into trees, forming a boundary. A map of Uganda is always drawn on the ground of the yard and can vary in size. Some specific places and features of the Nile River, lakes, barracks, or strategic importance are depicted on the map. So this is very interesting. Coney directed that a half moon always be drawn on the map, but he did not specify why this was to be done. A big cross made of wood is planted in the middle of the map to symbolize the suffering of Uganda. Before entering the yard, everyone bathes. No blood was allowed uh, whatsoever in the yard uh, to include menstruating women and wounded fighters. No sex was allowed for personnel on duty in the yard, and they could not quarrel with anyone in order to keep their hearts clean. Only controllers and technicians on duty were allowed in the yard in addition to personnel attending some rite. If a controller violated any of the rules, he would die in battle that very day in a manner reflecting the type of violation committed. If you ate it of turn, you would be shot in the mouth or abdomen. If you had sex on duty, you'd be shot in the penis, and the woman involved would be hit in her sex organ. And uh, just to clarify the term controllers, um, that's and like technicians. Yeah. What an
1: interesting terminology to use.
0: They were all people who were taught by Kony personally. And they're, yeah, like their main uh, controllers used water and shea oil and went forward to support battles. Technicians could perform controller duties, but also worked with a charcoal stove and other yard duties. So they're like kind of like religious uh, officials. But this is kind of the stuff that the yard has done in the past between 1987 and 1996, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, functions of the yard. Technicians would anoint people using shea butter oil or sheer butter oil. Charcoal stoves were lit in the yard during battle. A technician would pour sheer oil and herbs on the stoves. During combat, he would pray and sprinkle water mixed with sheer butter on the stove. Uh, Models of different weapon systems made of wire were put on the stove with caps in the muzzles of the guns made of iron. Each technician would divine from looking into the fire when LRA personnel were being hurt and by which type of gun. He would know which weapon system was the cause because the cap on the model gun would explode. So yeah, very interesting. Hmm. Newly abducted people were taken to the yard. The controllers would pray for them, sprinkle water on them, mix with sheer butter oil, and also camouflage them with signs of the cross all over the body, using a white power crushed from, quote unquote, "rotten rocks" and mixed with sheer oil. The new recruits could not wash for three days after which the spirit of the Lord descended upon them. This would protect them from battle, I uh, am sorry, in battle. If a person was HIV-positive, the crosses would fall off of his or her body in a day or less. HIV-infected persons had to go to the river and wash themselves in a stream or river three times. Coney personally prayed for the person and sometimes poured water over them. When the person left the water, they were instructed not to look back. And they left the area cured of HIV. So that I guess was a Damn. big inducement. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They showed that in the documentary where they take when they kidnap the children, they yeah. use the shea butter thing to put crosses all over their body and then it's washed. It's like a ritual process where then they're like able to receive the protection of Kony. Yeah, spirits like after that it says here yeah. when people were possessed by the devil they were taken to the yard to be exercised yeah exactly and, uh, all so kinds of like medicine kind yeah, of things
0: like they don't see themselves as being satanic you know i think obviously they're again it's a, a distinction between like the epistemological satanism like ontological satanism where like yeah this is like uh what they have done is like extremely evil and satanic in that sense but they don't self-define as like being satanic they see themselves as fighting for like god the ten commandments right but what's really interesting is like the spirits that coney consorts with which all have Mm -hmm. very interestingly apparently like this movement of spirit mediumship that coney uh is involved in which started with a Alice, what was the last name? Yeah, female
1: uh, uh, seer, basically. Yes. Let me see. Um, it was the Holy? Was it the Holy Spirit movement, right? Yes. Yeah, um, the Holy Spirit Movement by Alice Alma.
0: Yeah, so she took a different name, right? Uh, uh, like a with an with an L am I anyway Alice yeah. Laquena. Yeah right um yeah. I guess that was her spiritual teacher or someone yeah who she wanted to yeah. associate herself with And but- that was
1: the in, the person who kind of inspired Joseph coney to kind of do his thing though yes. she always kind of distanced herself I think he claimed they were cousins But she was like, no, and like, I don't like Kony. Typical
0: initiatory move to like claim (laughs) descent from someone like who might even disavow you. But anyway, an interesting feature of this movement is that a lot of the spirits have like English names or Anglicized names in some way. Like the number Mm. one spirit uh, is Ariska DeBoer, chairman of spirits, uh, Ugandan. They all have ethnicities too. controlled all spiritual movement stated. Uganda must be ruled by the Ten Commandments. God has sent these spirits to come and rescue the Acholi people or finish them if they do not accept or believe in the spirits and God. stated the LRA must treat or use a living thing like a living thing. Uh, parentheses, treat it fairly. Ordered the LRA not to torture anyone, including prisoners of war, but killing them is per- perfectly fine. If you tortured anyone, you would be punished for it before the Lord. Then Silly Salindi, also known as Malaya McKay, or Malia maybe? Uh, yeah, Malia McKay. Yeah, Sudanese. Female. Chief Operational Commander. Key Statement. McKay means military duty. The LRA's duty is to carry out military duties. Selindi stated the spirits would work with foolish, silly people, meaning people are too stupid and silly to know what the spirits mean, but the spirits will work with them anyway. Malia dictated many rules for the LRA to obey. Do not smoke. No sex except when allowed. Don't drink. When crossing the rivers, make the sign of the cross with water on your head and pray. Water, you are superior to me. Have mercy on me. When a rock, make the sign of the cross. When on a rock, make the sign of the cross. But you are not allowed to stand on a rock since uh, 1986 because rocks made a covenant with uh, Lachwena, who we just mentioned, in assisting in passing judgment on people. Rocks are sometimes used as bombs and can explode. When fighting, if there is a rock nearby, make the sign of a cross and pray, Rock, you are superior to me. Have mercy upon me. Don't kill innocent people. Eh. The LRA okay. should not bring too many women among them or they, or they as they will impair operations. Don't eat too much food. Don't love food so much. You are not soldiers, rather teachers to teach God's message. Although you are few, your message will be known worldwide. Don't fear human beings, but fear the Lord. Don't be ambitious, i.e. don't want to be a commander. Remember to pray three times a day. Yeah, anyway, so don't warn I just want to point died. out yeah.
1: Malia McKay. Uh, yeah. It made me think of both, like, uh, McKay means military duty. It made me think of, like, MK. Yeah. And it also uh, made me think of... Yeah. Mickey means military duty. Yeah, I was thinking, like, American is there, like,
0: any American other, like, prominent American. McKay, American. Uh, like, who has been involved? Adam McKay. Like, <laughs> in any, yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, Scottish
1: uh, influence there. Yeah. Yeah. Not really sure. Um, yeah. The third one, who are you? Yeah. As in, named, who are who you are to are the are you? Lord? Yeah. Also known as Zink Bricky. American male chief intelligence officer uh, informed Coney of errors among the LRA. In charge of military courts martial, reported to Coney if the enemy was coming. Ah, so that's that's the spirit. The American intelligence officer is yes. the one who told. Uh, Known as could who predict are you?
0: AKA Zinc Bricky. Um, what the fuck yeah uh, yeah
1: in charge of military G- courts special reported to coney of enemy was coming could predict the future gave military situation reports sit reps predicted air attacks told the lri that even if they had sa7s like, sevens-
0: like just imagine like colonel richard w scow is like writing this like you know like he's conveying this information like saying that they gave the spirit gave sit reps you know like it's interesting yeah. you know like- well
1: also this this is very bizarre Uh, Who are you told the LRA that even if they had SA-7s, those are stinger missiles, or heavy machine guns, they would never succeed in destroying an aircraft because it belonged to him and the aircraft punished sinners. Uh, Whoa. Wait, the aircraft belonged to him, which like Uganda gets U.S. military assistance. Mm, like yeah. helicopters and stuff and the aircraft just like jason russell would want the aircraft punishes sinners right
0: yes punishes the uh, bad man then we have a willing Hing su uh, who is chinese and male uh, and he determined the duration of activities when to start and when to stop perform miracles in front of the enemy, such as making the updf see the lra in the air not in the ground or make them see armored vehicles in the air huh interesting wow. uh interesting. make them yeah, imagine that there's an aircraft, uh, you know, maybe an unmanned aircraft doesn't be, yeah, I don't know,
1: but... It's a really international kind of motley crew of, yes. like, different, uh, different national... That's like what's King, interesting King and, Bruce, and about this, yeah. Yeah, King um, Bruce, another American male, controlled heavy weapons, you know, all the, their, the all their mortars.
0: 12.7mm uh, British 82mm <laughs> recoilless AT rifle, like... Uh, it's so bizarre, specific. like the amount of detail. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, yeah. Um, During the
1: time the LRA, I guess his main role was the, quote, the stone bombs. During the time yeah. the LRA used stone bombs, they would pray to King Bruce Lord, the power of the world rests upon you, King Bruce. Take post in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they threw a stone, which would explode. Before combat, Kony stated he could see a cross on certain soldiers' foreheads, usually five or less personnel, and they would be given stone bombs to throw in battle. Normally, when a stone bomb exploded in battle, both the LRA and UPDF would retreat from the battle. What? And then there's a Italian? Uh, yeah, there's okay, solely this is weird.
0: Jacobo a Jap with a, like a Japanese name. Uh, he uh,
1: controlled finance. Uh, I'm getting like Lichio Jelly vibes. I feel like and Jacobo
0: was a, is like an African
1: name almost. Oh, uh, Jakob. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> like a Jacob. Jacob. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a uh, controlled finance and was a catechist and great teacher. Stated the LRA must not hide money gained from operations since all the money had to go to the LRA treasurers. If someone kept money, they would die. And in fact, most of the LRA commanders are dead today because they kept money. If you send money home to relatives, it will cause problems. Problems in your home and everyone will be killed stated love your God with your heart and your strength and your soul if you love God as you love your wife you will not have to stay in the bush for long uh, and then, okay, uh, then Dr. A Salon Italian.
0: The other, Ita- another Italian who's sus male doctor. and controlled all medical surfaces. yeah uh, <laughs> Western as well as local told the LRA to mix different herbs for different wounds and sicknesses directed doses of medicine would use technical names for medicines could cure barren people uh Owara, a ugandan from the west nile male intelligence staff officer working for who are you gave information and sit reps uh hawa tanzanian a male worked with willing hung su kept hours of duties and worked miracles like Heng su stated if part of the food is ready eat it and don't wait for the rest as you may miss it meaning you might be attacked or otherwise interrupted before the rest of the food is ready to eat uh Sinaska, an american male chief controller Pass LRA controller messages from the front to God. Could control the weapons of the enemy. Uh, Major Bianchi, chief tech, technician. Passed ignition messages to God. Carlo uh, Rwanga, a Ugandan martyr. Youngest of a group of Ugandans massacred by the Bangandan chief. Kikaba Malanga for believing in Christ. Burned alive. And there's another chief controller. And he says, note, initially the contributors of this work stated there were 13 spirits but were unable to remember the 13th. And revised the number to only 12. Now the I assume that he means the 13th spirit has been confirmed and added as Ali Salongo, but he just a go maybe yeah. to
1: represent like the Lebanese expat connection. I don't know. Um, yeah. I feel like if, if, um, if willing Hingsu who's said to be Chinese, if he's actually Taiwanese, then this is basically like a roster of the world anti-communist league. Basically all these spirits, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause um, it wouldn't, it would yeah. be strange if like a, an actual mainland Chinese operative, uh, you know, was like working with all these like right-wing people. But you know, Taiwan had a lot of different relationships in Africa, like in yeah, the 70s and the 80s. So
0: has China, especially. So was China. But China
1: yeah. was almost like China. Well, I know actually, no, China was quite involved. They were involved in the Angolan Civil War. And yeah. other conflicts like that. And there was even competition between the Soviets and the Chinese that I think Uganda kind of got in the middle of at a certain yeah. point because they were sort of like, yeah, they were all sort of supporting different governments and different countries and all that stuff. But that is just so weird that they all have these very specific like real world positions and they're all like <laughs> intelligence officers.
0: Yeah, it's, ama- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing that like, it's very interesting how uh, I mean respect to him for like not being uh, epistemically chauvinist because this colonel is like you know just straight up describing them in you know very emic terms where he's like you know just he's not saying like they believe that the spirits tell them when the enemy will attack as like chief operations officer you yeah. know like well <laughs> yeah like provide sit reps and yeah like yeah uh, he know, he um, lists
1: twenty eight prophecies I, I'm not sure if he says. They yeah all came true or not but uh no yeah. not
0: all of them uh, came uh came true but some of them did i guess just because they were like yeah, he sudan, goes over the sudan will get, get peace tanks. first then uganda uh some people were criticizing america and the spirit said america would help end the war
1: yeah He says here about logistics, the only kind of reference to like somebody supporting them. He says, Sudan provided most of the weapons and mostly ammunition, small arms rounds, RPG-7, 60 millimeter mortars, B-10 recoilless, SPG-9 rounds, freely to the LRA until November 2002, with the exception of two consignments that came later. Most logistical support from Sudan was provided from 1994 to 1999. Much of it was cached throughout southern Sudan and northern Uganda by a special squad. Today, LRA weapons consist of small arms and some RPG-7s. Most of the commanders that buried ammunition are now dead or have defected to the UPDF. Shea butter oil is moved in jerry cans, and every person is required to have a small bottle of it in his or her pocket. The butter oil in the beginning of the rebellion was thought to make you bulletproof— everyone also had to carry living water with them as well in a small bottle or around your neck or even as a small tube attached to your wrist. In heavy combat, the water may tell LRA personnel what to do. Now, that's interesting. I think living water is a reference, right, to the water from, like, the mountain near where Coney grew up that was supposed to be holy or have powers in it, right? Living
0: water, according to this, at least, maybe it is referring to that in particular, but the distinction according to him is uh water that is like from a stream or river is living and boiled oh, okay. water is dead and has oh. lost its original qualities. Huh? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So yeah, like obviously, I mean, you see there, the uh, the importance of like magical kind of amulets and like protective magic is like very strong, but it's funny they're not
0: like blah blah I'm evil like obviously like they've done like horrible uh, you know unforgivable things that are like abhorrent to like uh, you know uh, like religious morality but it is interesting to see like how. Yeah, this is a uh, subliminal jihad, like in a way. You know, there. Uh, this is a it kind uh, of is. I mean, you have a like, spirit
1: who claims to be representing God, telling you that you can never torture people, but you can execute them. That's yeah, totally you fine. can't torture prisoners you know? of wars,
0: but you can not execute them. Yeah, it's. I mean, a council of like, there. It's kind of like the nine in a way, but like, uh, <laughs> in, uh, it really in is a, in a wars and environment. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting that like, you know, these are two. This is like a battle over, uh, like the say like over god in a way like between you know and it's not just like africa or not just uganda but it's also like the americans have an interest in this or like also involved in this and it's inflected by the war on terror and all these other things Yeah, like their beliefs are the lra beliefs are obviously like you know more idiosyncratic and like we recognize the beliefs of like evangelical american christianity is like you know uh they're much more familiar to us yes yeah, Well, and but, probably I a just, lot of Ugandans, but uh, I just, at this point. I,
1: I, I, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to read this earlier. And since you brought up like eclectic, extreme uh, versions of Christianity, you know, I think we'd be remiss to like not elaborate on the family's particular take on Christianity. Uh, going back to the, the Jeff Charlotte interview from NPR, mm-hmm. you know, he talks about the how... The, the family was sponsoring these congressional trips to various countries overseas. Like Tom Co- Senator Tom Coburn went to uh, Lebanon. Senator John Ensign would go to Jordan and Israel all the time. Mm-hmm. And Senator Inhofe went to his favorite country, Uganda. So Terry Gross was asking him about, like, uh, does the family pay for it, whatever? And I guess there was the 2007 Open Government Act, which was uh, passed in, like, response to the whole, that whole Jack Abramoff lobbying scandal and so now there's a little more rules around like what you can pay for a congressman to like go overseas and stuff so he says it's different than you know a corporate sponsored congressional trip or something because a corporation or most private groups whether they be left or right they don't deny that they exist the family claims that there's no organization at all The leader of the group, Doug Coe, says in a sermon that's now been posted online, fortunately, so you can hear it, says the more invisible you can make your organization, the more influence it will have. (laughs) He loves that word. Yeah. In fact, that's what led the group to reject the idea of formally registering as a lobby. The founder of the group said we can have more influence working behind the scenes if we don't register as a lobby, which is true, which is exactly why we have these laws that were strengthened by the 2007 Open Government Act. But beyond the secrecy of the organization, which is essentially strategic on their part, they're tactical on their part in thinking about how they can further the agenda, there's the question of the agenda itself. Now, this for those who aren't familiar, this is a real doozy. And some of the, really the core rhetoric of the family is this idea that most of us misread the New Testament, that Christ's message, the bottom line of Christ's message, wasn't really about love or mercy or justice or forgiveness. It was about power. So Doug Coe, the leader of the group, tries to illustrate this, for instance, by saying, sort of posing a puzzle. Name three men in the 20th century who best understood that message of the New Testament. Oh, God. And most, Oh, my God. I can the see answer may dying. shock you. Yeah. Uh, and most people are going to say someone like Martin Luther King or Bonhoeffer, or maybe they're more conservative. They're going to say Billy Graham. And Co. likes to give an answer, Hitler, Stalin, and Mao, <laughs> which just makes your jaw drop. And he will say, he's quick to say, these are evil men, but they understood power. And that message recurs again and again and again in the family. When I was at the C Street house, I sat in on a session between Doug Coe and Congressman T. Art of Kansas. And Coe was encouraging him to understand the message of Jesus by thinking about the model of power exemplified by Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot. There's so many examples of this. Damn, and I give Pol stuff, Pot, someone who everyone right? hates. Well, like, I guess a great Hitler US-backed, everyone hates. Uh, well, yeah. he, was, he was backed by Kissinger, so... You know, um, there are so many examples of this, and I give several because I don't want people to think I'm cherry picking one bad choice of words. This is a core idea of the family. There is actually a video that NBC News found Co talking about the fellowship that he wants to model the things on is like that of the great friendship enjoyed by Hitler, Goebbels, and Himmler. What the- now, right? now he is not a neo-nazi this reminds what me
0: of like nick Fuentes or something like what the hell like the
1: great everyone uh, remembers the great friendship between hitler goebbels and Himmler.
0: yeah exactly yeah um, friendship okay. goals um yeah. hitler <laughs> yeah okay
1: friendship ended with christ uh hitler goebbels and Himmler are my best friends now um, um so what yeah he the- said he, he says kind of really funny nuts. like i feel like i had he, read that at yeah. some
0: point but like blocked it out because it's so insane you can't even believe it it's like
1: yeah i've read that in the book that that is trippy that he yeah, says it's that too um, much yeah even though um, we just made an argument in like one of our last episodes that like stalin did embody the, the values of the new testament uh, well we i mean i understand onward, like in a very I mean, different way
0: well again like those people like all did actually have some kind of relationship with christianity like i wouldn't like hold them up as the exemplars of like how one should follow christ unless you're like you know i mean I would say Stalin and Mao are better than Hitler, like almost, you know, I think he, uh, like almost everyone is, if not everyone, he's kind of like the sort of stereotypical example of an evil person. So, exactly. yeah, like the uh, just to do that is like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't really honestly like again, like I think that the examples he gave of what the blue pill people would say like Martin Luther King or whatever, like <laughs> are probably honestly better go to examples, you know, like uh, I mean, I'm not someone who would talk about this either way because I'm not Christian, but, you know, yeah, I mean, to most my Christians, point. this like, sounds
1: absolutely twisted and yeah, fucked up as it like, sh- what yes. are you talking about
0: as it should? Yes. And like, like so. And, yeah. Yeah. These are like two, like bizarre, like groups like battling over. Yeah. I mean, even you see it with Jason Russell. I mean, I don't think Jason Russell like sees himself. As part of this group, I think that he would be appalled by, like, a lot of what the family says, honestly. Like, he probably is, like, more of a Hillsong guy. And, like, I think that there is a certain naivety or, like, guilelessness in not recognizing the actual, like, deep embedment of the two and, like, their similarity with each other. It's um,
1: possible, but I, I just, the the, the recurring uh, use of the word invisible in Doug Coe's language is kind of tripping me out right now. Uh, that, you know, maybe, although invisible invisible, invisible invisible children,
0: it will be more damning, I think, if like they were like the invisible network or something like, uh, but the children are supposed to be invisible. So like, that's not really the same as like you being invisible. So it's like kind of like. Well, you know, aren't they,
1: I mean, don't you think followers of the fam- first of all, it's called colloquially the family and Doug Coe is the spiritual father so that all of his followers would be children and he oh, always tells mm-hmm, them that they need to be invisible
0: Right. But the invisible are not the members, of, like not the people who like want to stop. Co- I mean, I guess they do. I'm just the like, ribbon in
1: our faces, folks. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's well, double entendre. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like well, it's mean, a double code.
0: Uh, all right. Visibility and invisibility are like big things. I mean, I IYK think that, YK. Yeah. I think that there is like a, a sort of uh, a entwinement that is an address between like that, like the sort of like progressive strand of evangelicalism. I mean, like uh, what's his name? Did Sco speak at Liberty University. You know, yeah, like, I watched
1: a thing he gave at another Christian college where he very much sounded like it was kind of mask off, like in maybe 2016, where he taught he, he was talking like a Hillsong preacher and he was talking about yeah. God, 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 and like all this stuff. So it was like clear he's like very much, you know, in that kind of milieu and, yeah, and stuff. And he, just, I he downplays that, it in like the mainstream kind oh, of yeah. press, like when he was no, around there. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's a self-conscious Hillsong guy, but I think that there is like sort of a like, a false consciousness, like, partition between Hillsong people and thinking that they're the Dominionist, like, family-type people, even though, like, there is, especially in the case of Coney 2012, like, a, a straight-up direct overlap between their goals. Yeah. Yeah, um, so... I,
1: yeah, I just want to read the uh, a little bit more from this interview because yeah. after he dropped that banger that, you know, he wants to model his fellowship on the great friendship enjoyed by Hitler, Goebbels, and Himmler... He does say, like, now he's not a neo-Nazi. Slightly debatable. But Mm -hmm. what he's doing there is he's fetishizing strength. He's not looking to democracy, but this model of absolute strength. And that leads the family into relationships with men like Museveni in Uganda. Before him... Their key man in Africa was a guy named Siad Bar of Somalia, for whom Chuck Grassley became a kind of de facto lobbyist as the U.S. pumped up his military, which he then used to absolutely destroy his country to such an effect that Somalia has never recovered and today is a haven for Al Qaeda, for terrorism, for piracy. It's a lawless nation. The family says that's part of God's plan. Yikes. Yeah, I bet wow. They do. So, wasn't Siad Bar kind of a Marxist, but then did he get seduced? In the late '80s, as well, to get throw in his lot with the the Americans and the family, and then that led to like the collapse of Somalia, which is God's plan. They're like psyched about it; they love it. I don't know, but uh, yeah. he he mentions because there were sex scandals kind of swirling around them. I forget exactly who was a member who got popped for like sex scandals, but he says that this hard christian right magazine world magazine you know looked into some of the rumors about the family He says, they did one of the best investigative reports. They confirmed the overseas travel. They confirmed the strange theology of seeking out dictators. They went further than I had in looking at some of the financial connections that don't seem to quite add up, the policy of secrecy and so on. And this is coming from a Christian right source. And I think what that does is it moves the whole conversation out of the old left-right debate and moves it to where it should be into the public square where we're talking about transparency. We're talking about accountability. We're talking about politicians taking responsibility for the ideas that shape them and so on. So there's a lot of susness kind of going on there. And yeah, Uganda is kind of ground zero for them. It is their exemplary super Christian nation. And Mm -hmm. as Charlotte mentioned earlier, like a lot of people do kind of remember the controversy over like the anti-gay bills in the mm-hmm. early 2010s yes. which is funny because it's like th- that was going on in the, almost the exact same time that Kony 2012 came out mm-hmm. and it was like totally ignoring any criticisms you could make of the ugandan government and their kind of anti-gay stuff you know which might track with them because the family was like heavily influencing the government that's where god talk about old internet memes You mentioned it—the eat the poo poo video that went viral. That was from Mm -hmm. Uganda, where a pastor was saying the you know homosexuals they eat the poo poo and blah blah blah. And I guess Museveni was saying stuff like Europeans are like coming to Uganda and making Ugandans gay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> just an interesting take. I mean, um, he was the, was the original was like Orbán like, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh I think yeah, it's a more popular notion than you think, I think, you know, uh even yeah, pre-Orbán. Um Yeah,
1: so that got liberals to kind of tisk tisk Uganda yeah. more than any other atrocity exactly. or abuse yeah. they would have committed.
0: That's like is, the one thing that people bring up the most about this, even though like it was really yeah, like uh, geopolitically fucked up and like getting into bed was, like, you know, an awful abusive regime, but whatever.
1: For access to the full-length episode, subscribe to the hour of frequency at patreon.com jihad.
2: The military people told us stories of times when he was more or less surrounded, and they don't know how he escaped. This war to me is not a conventional war. It has a lot of spiritual aspect. There was a very strong witchcraft involved. The spiritual foundation of this war was very clearly demonic. This is not an ordinary war. It is the devil, it is Satan out to finish the Acholis. The extent of the destruction done at the rebels cannot be man made. There is something evil in me. Many former rebels confirmed the LRA's reliance on witchcraft. One of them, Air Force Brigadier Kenneth Banya, reports that spirit voices routinely informed Kony of government raids. Then he would predict when the enemy is coming. And he would tell you the number of the enemies. And exactly the way he would tell us that the soldiers are coming is the way they would come. So we knew everything. Coni's prophetic powers greatly enhanced his mystique. Why should he know all this? Where is that power, which he is using? Where is it from? LRA camps are more akin to occult sanctuaries than traditional military staging grounds. There is something they called lodi, which was, if you understand what they're actually doing, they were calling demons to come into. himself reports to a council of eight spirits, and employs everything from reptiles to sacred water to summon their power. But the spirit in him is the overall leader. Going act as a cult leader, spiritually, in the name of God, and you find that really people get taken up. They believe that uh, these evil spirits have got power and they they believe that Konyi has had such uh, spirit. They believe only in him. It is because when you get abducted, you immediately get anointed. And through that, there is that strong allegiance and commitment and love and passion you have to him. LRA abductees are told that oil can cure them from any disease. And that sacred water can remove all sin. They controlling spring water sprinkle water on you until you are completely wet. With their recruits duly cleansed of sin, the controllers begin to mix white clay with shea nut oil. And put cross. Crosses all over your body at your back and your forehead, everywhere across. The children are instructed not to watch for three days. After three days, they will take you to the river now to worship. Having been made holy, the abductees are now ready to hear from the spirits. And when the spirits want to talk, Joseph Coney becomes their mouthpiece. Then suddenly, you will see him like this,
0: and then the eyes will change. Then the spirit will start
2: When he has finished talking, he will not know what the Spirit has said, but there will always be a secretary, that secretary is always appointed by the Spirit.